Let's check out some of the international headlines with Global News Watch. Joining us in the studio is Nicholas Moore. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. We begin in Belarus. An anti-government protest there uh, numbered in the between tens of thousands to uh, 200,000, depending on which estimate uh, you take. Uh, this comes after smaller turnouts last week. Speaking out against a rigged election, uh, it ended in mass arrests of 7,000 protesters, police brutality, alleged torture, and... the deaths of at least two of these protesters. Right. So all all this fallout from those smaller protesters prompted um, these perhaps up to 200,000 to come out uh, over the weekend. President Alexander Lukashenko, at 65 years old, has been in power over the former Soviet state since 1994 amidst the confusion following the failure of the Soviet Union. He's a former collective farm director and is seen by many as Europe's last dictator. And that's a charge recently levied against him again by German finance minister Olaf Scholz. Mr. Scholz said he firmly believed that the president has lost all of his legitimacy and that this is the reason he resorted to force in suppressing the protests last week. Lukashenko claimed that he won a landslide election victory with 80% of the vote, but his elections have long been recognized as not being free or fair by the United States or the European Union. Both of those entities have sanctioned the Belarusian government for human rights violations. Ahead of this election, Lukashenko jailed two of the opposition candidates while another fled the country, and then the wife of one candidate stepped up to run herself. That is Svetlana Chihanuskaya, a 37-year-old English teacher, and she claims to have actually won the election. She then fled to neighboring Lithuania after sending her children there and also spending seven hours in jail. She's insisting on an election recount, saying the votes were improperly counted, and she's already forming a council of respected activists and professionals to facilitate the power transfer. She also suggested that she could serve as an interim leader to restore calm and normality, freeing prisoners and preparing the state for a new election. Gianuskaya is the one who called for this weekend's March for Freedom. So these huge weekend crowds, as you point out, uh, is a sign that uh, the the violent tactics that were used in the smaller protests did not necessarily intimidate uh, Lukashenko's opponents into submission. Uh, His own rally of supporters only numbered around uh, several thousand, and even those several thousand were rumored to have basically been bust in, kind of uh, what we call astroturfing uh, from Mm. other parts of the country and almost uh, maybe even coerced to attend. Right. Although some interviewed uh, did appear to have uh, legitimate support uh, for the president. But this marked the first gathering of Lukashenko's supporters since the election. The gathered crowd shouted chants like, quote, the motherland is in danger and we are united and divisible. Throughout most of his tenure, the president has enjoyed support from state employees and and those who prefer stability. Um, One 68-year-old told Reuters news agency, quote, I don't understand why everyone has risen up against him. We get our pensions and salaries on time thanks to him. Lukashenko said last week that the opposition couldn't ignore the opinions of his supposed majority. He then touted that there was a NATO military buildup on Belarus's western border, including tanks and planes. NATO has denied this, saying that troops are deployed proportionately across Europe to prevent conflict and preserve peace. But I think rallying against an external, supposedly invading threat is a common tactic to garner conservative support. For example, before the 2018 midterm elections in America, Donald Trump played up the danger of a migrant caravan so that voters would vote for right-wing military Mm -hmm. power. And then a common rationale of uh, pro-Brexit voters as well was that there are too many migrants in the country. 
Right, so uh, a similar tactic being used in various parts of the world. Uh, weeks ago, Lukashenko claimed that Russia was planning to overthrow him as his public standing in his country worsened. But since then, he has uh, asked his... Uh, Traditionally, has been his ally, uh, mm. President Vladimir Putin's help if an invasion by NATO should happen. Uh, Belarus, Russia, and seven other former Soviet states did sign a mutual aid agreement in the early 90s. Mm. Lukashenko also blames these crowds of protesters as, quote, controlled by puppeteers, by outsiders, and calling that supposed minority rats, trash, and bandits. But would Putin really send in troops against these protesters? Um, as you said, Russia's an ally of Belarus and has offered Lukashenko military support if necessary, citing that collective military pact. However, as Putin did not publicly show his support for the leader recently, um, there are questions as to whether Mr. Putin actually wants the president to stay in power. And something to note about the protests in March that took place, many of them were made up of women carrying white, which is the color of the opposition. They also carried portraits of their loved ones who were detained and victims of violent police crackdowns, walking in a line of solidarity against the political unrest prompted by the fraudulent election. They're also joined by those walking out from state factories. Well, speaking of political unrest, Nicholas, and amazingly, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the U.S. in that uh, context here. If you're from America, um, you, you know there's a saying that goes something like, come rain or shine, the mailman always delivers. Very, very um, steady and solid service is the United States Postal Service. Uh, there's some uh, political drama over the USPS, though. Uh, President Donald Trump has essentially declared war on this constitutionally established entity with unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. So uh, when the uh, USPS started removing letter collection boxes in the West last week, that certainly made uh, Democrats both angry as well as nervous. Right. A little bit of background. The USPS has had to endure several changes to funding and operations following the appointment of Republican donor and businessman Louis DeJoy, uh, who was installed by Mr. Trump as the Postmaster General. Uh, He first rolled back overtime for his employees, causing delays to mail delivery. USPS spokespeople say that cost-cutting measures are being implemented after the coronavirus cut into revenues. Package delivery might be up while people stay at home, but other types of mail have been used far less or have gone digital. The upcoming presidential election in November is expected to have a lot of voters mailing in their ballots instead of showing up en masse to polling booths. Uh, Therefore, the USPS is in the spotlight as it makes further changes, such as reducing post office operating hours and removing those boxes in rural communities, such as in Oregon. Uh, Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon called these removals active voter suppression by the Trump administration. And the other senator from the state, Jeff Merkley, promised to fight like hell to make sure every ballot is delivered on time, despite Trump making that harder. USPS spokespeople called the removals a fluid and routine process based on the movement of traffic. And they say that they will stop collecting those collection boxes until after the election. However, post office hour reductions will continue, and that will definitely affect the ability of workers to visit for in-person services. And often, uh, Trump uh, sort of kind of reveals his cards. He actually Mm. admitted to blocking the uh, $25 billion aid package to the USPS uh, specifically to make it more difficult to vote through the mail, which, again, he decries as all being fraudulent. Uh, This and other uh, evidence uh, has prompted two other senators to ask the FBI to look into voter interference and other crimes. Right. Trump making that statement, also saying that uh, mail-in votes would only benefit Democrats. Mm. 
kind of unbelievable how he would ad- yeah. admit to that. Uh, Democratic Senators Ted Lieu from California and Hakeem Jeffries from New York drafted that letter, alleging that DeJoy and the USPS Board of, Direct- of Governors sorry, are reported to have slowed down the mail service for political or personal financial reasons. DeJoy gave more than $1.2 billion to the Trump campaign, and he does hold stock in postal service competitors. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has this week recalled uh, her legislative body, which was previously scheduled to be on break until September 15th. Uh, The purpose was for the House to pass that proposed aid package and prevent sabotage of the election by Trump's complicit crony, in her words. Uh, That money would come with a mandate to maintain operations and service levels as they were at the beginning of this year. DeJoy has also agreed to appear before the House Oversight Committee next week. For his part, Trump still denies these claims, saying that he wants to make the Postal Service great again and to speed up deliveries instead of slow them down. On Saturday, Trump uh, touted that America was experiencing its fastest recovery ever, blaming Democrats for slowdowns to the Postal Service, and claiming that he deserved to be re-elected, seeing the numbers like this both on the virus and the economy. Right. Well, uh, if you uh, doubted that uh, this upcoming presidential election was going to be a referendum on uh, Trump's performance or not, uh, probably uh, those uh, doubts have been pushed aside with all these recent events. Nicholas, as always, appreciate uh, the reporting and look forward to talking to you on Thursday. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Henry.